Well, we want to thank you all very much for this opportunity for Marissa and I to come and be here this morning. Um, we, we cherish very much um, all of your support. We thank you. And we're, we're so glad to be here. And uh, just can't say enough thank yous to, to every one of you for allowing us to be at Bear Valley and getting the training and the, and the learning that we get. It really is special. Well, this morning our, our lesson is going to come from Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 46. This lesson is going to center around the value of the kingdom. And as you're turning there, I, I want you to know that these... This little passage here in Matthew, it's, it's two parables that, that Jesus gives about the value of the kingdom. It's, it's two of the five that he gives about what the kingdom of heaven is like. And these two specifically deal with the precious cost or the precious value of God's kingdom. I'd like to start off by, by just asking a, a simple question though. What is your idea of, of God's kingdom? You know, when, when we think about God's kingdom, some people may, may think about just the, the idea of, of goodness and, and good people doing good things. Some people may think about just going to church. Some may think about that, you know, being kind to your neighbor, practicing that do unto others rule. Treating others the same way you would want them to treat you, Matthew seven twelve. Others may think about the church, that, that body of, of believers who, who have obeyed the gospel. Or perhaps the church family or, or the joys of being in the church. Or maybe the spiritual kingdom that Jesus came to establish. If some of these things are your idea of kingdom, I, I want to tell you that you're not wrong in thinking that. You're not wrong in thinking those things. All of those things are parts of God's kingdom. But at the same time, I want us to think about that word kingdom for just a moment this morning. And, and on a little bit deeper level, in, in a little bit more of an, of an introspective way. Or, or, or a self-examining way, if you will. I want us also to notice that there are two different kinds of kingdoms. Man's kingdom is doing what you think is right, doing what you want to do. Doing kingdom your way. And when we consider God's kingdom in this introspective way, that also has to do with His reign and, and His rule in the hearts of men. To distinguish it a little more, we may consider, consider passages like Proverbs 14, 12. There, there's a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Or perhaps... Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23, I know, O Lord, that a man's way is not in himself, nor is it in a man who walks to direct his steps. Now you can go read 
quite a lot about what man's kingdom is like or what doing man's kingdom looks like. You can just go read the book of Judges sometime. You can see a lot about that. Even I, I'll give you a little taste of, of, of what that was like. And, and, and this, this verse is, honestly, it's just kind of scary, really, to, to think about. But in Judges 21, verse 25 says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Everyone was doing their own version of kingdom. And, and it turned out to be a giant mess, matter of fact. But sadly, you don't have to go too far in our day either to see people doing kingdom their own way. I think you can just turn on the news, turn on the TV, and you can see that pretty clearly. But as we already established, we're, this morning we're, we're going to look at that, that other kingdom. We're going to look at God's kingdom. We're going to look at the value of God's kingdom. I do also want us to keep in mind as we go throughout this lesson this morning, just one simple thing and one simple truth. That God's kingdom is valuable. God's kingdom is valuable. So, if you're there in Matthew 13, we'll go ahead and read the passage there, starting in verse 46. Sorry, 44, we'll read down to 46. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls, and upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. So Jesus lays out for us what this kingdom of heaven can be compared to. He, he tells us it's like a treasure hidden in a field and like one pearl of great value. So perhaps the next logical question to ask is, is that true for us? Is the value of the kingdom to us like Jesus said it was? I sure hope it is. But, but what else could we ask? What else could we say about the, the true value of, of the kingdom? What, and, and, you know, if it is so valuable, then, then what's the value of it to us? What are some of the benefits? What benefit is it to us to do kingdom God's way and, and not our own? I think first off, one of the first things you have to consider is that we can have forgiveness of sins in the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's a pretty good benefit. Acts 2.38, Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In submitting to God's will, in repentance, in, in baptism, we have the benefit of the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Second benefit I can think of, rest for our souls. Matthew eleven twenty nine says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. In God's kingdom, doing things His way, taking His yoke upon us, 
We can have rest for our souls in eternity. Third thing, third benefit, about life. That's another good one. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I'm the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through me. You know, Jesus tells us right here that, that the only way to, that, that we are going to have life at the end of this life is doing things His way. We, we can't even get to the Father if, if we don't start doing kingdom God's way, if we don't start doing kingdom Jesus' way. And back to Proverbs 14, 12 for just a second. If the end of the way of man equals death, then that must mean on the other side of things that the end of the way of God equals life. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Be faithful to what? God's way. But you know, in doing things His way, that does demand something. It does demand something on our end. But what it demands is a denial of self. In Mark 8, verse 34, it says, And He summoned the crowd with His disciples and, and said to them, If anyone wishes to come after Me, he must deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. Now what is that? What is denying self? Have you ever thought about that really? You know, it kind of sounds like not doing kingdom your way and, and doing kingdom God's way. It, it sounds a little bit like submission. In Matthew 11, verse 30, again, for my yoke is, is easy and my burden is light. You know, the, the ways of Jesus, the, the ways of, of God's kingdom, it, it's such a light burden when you really start to dig into it. It is such a light burden. You know, when, when people start to see the, the goodness that, that God's kingdom truly is, And when they start to understand that, it, it makes it a little bit easier to start denying self. And sometimes people think that, people think that being a Christian, becoming a Christian, is just some impossible feat. It, it, it's not, really. You know, sure, okay, it, it has demands that we are to abide by. It has some commands that we are to adhere to. But, but really, the, this light burden that we're talking about, it's certainly not as heavy as a burden that the world's going to put on you. Or, or, or it's not as heavy as a burden that we put on ourselves sometimes by choosing to do our own version of kingdom. It's way easier than the world. It's way easier than being weighed down by the sin of the world or being shackled to sin. I can tell you, and not even that, that long ago, I can tell you from being out in the world and being on that side of things, 
that, that this Christian life, it's, it's so much easier. It's so much better than, than being on that side of things. Because on that side of things, there's, there, there's nothing but, but pain and, and hurt and, and agony. The burden is light. And don't we get ourselves in quite a lot of trouble sometimes by doing our own version of kingdom? When, when if we would have just done it God's way in the first place, we wouldn't be in whatever mess we're in. You can fill in the blank. But, but not only does the kingdom and doing things God's way demand something from us, it also comes at a cost. You know, like the man that, that found the treasure hidden in the field, and once he found it, once he understood its value, he, he sold all that he had, he went and bought the field that the treasure was in. It was precious to him. And when we think about the kingdom of God, do we think about it like that? Do, do we consider how precious this kingdom is? Do we consider... How we have such a precious thing right here at our fingertips within our grasp. It, it's the most precious thing there is. There's nothing on this earth that is more valuable than the kingdom of God. However, it does come at a cost. What do I mean by that? And what do we mean when we, when we say, have you counted the cost? You may have heard that expression before. And, and, and we sing about it. It's an old song, but we sing about it sometimes. That song, have you counted the cost? But have you thought about really what that means? Have you thought about what really might go along with that? With, with God's kingdom be, being of such great value sometimes to obtain it it's going to cost something and sometimes what it's going to cost a person is the world in Luke 18 we have the story of the rich young ruler this young man he was willing to adhere to everything that Jesus said but when it come down to one thing what happened he couldn't do it he couldn't count the full cost of what he had to do to follow Jesus. And the text says that he became very sad. For he was extremely rich. He couldn't give up the thing that he loved most. It was his money. It was his wealth. You know, it's not always going to come in the form of money. Or wealth. That we may have to give up or sacrifice. To obtain the kingdom of God. But it could come in forms of things that are very hard to give up. That are very hard to let go. And so the question, what would you give for, for such a special treasure? How much would you pay for this fine pearl, this, this kingdom, if you found it and, how much, and, and you knew how much it was worth? 
Would you sell all that you had? If you knew the answer to that? How far would you go to have it? Would, would you give up the comfort of your job, perhaps, if it meant you could have it? Would you be willing to, to give up certain friendships if it meant you could have it? Or, or for, for the price of this special treasure, would you be willing to compromise family relationships for it? That's a tough one. That's a question you've got to ask. Even, even if you knew that it, would, that it would cause a major disruption in the family, what, what lengths would you go to to be in this kingdom? To let God's rule reign in your heart? What lengths and depths would you go to if you found the pearl or treasure that it is? Let's take it even, let's take it even one step further for a moment. Would it... Would this kingdom be valuable enough to you to, to give those things up and let them go if your soul were on the line? You know, if your soul was hanging in the balance, would God's kingdom be valuable enough to you to give those things up to repent if your soul were on the line? In order to be a part of His kingdom. In order to go to heaven. Because the truth of the matter is just that. Our souls are on the line. And we all better think very seriously about whether or not we want to be in that kingdom. Whether or not we want God's rule to be in our hearts. But, but you know, the, the people that are wise... You know what they'll say? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would give every bit of it up. I'd give it all up if it meant that I could have this treasure. If it meant that I could just be saved. If it meant that I could just go to heaven. I would give every single bit of it up. You know why? Do you know why that's true? Because God's kingdom is valuable. You know, once we become a part of this kingdom, or, or maybe, maybe upon finding this, this kingdom, this great pearl, how, how would you treat it? How, how, how do you treat something of such great value? Something, something really, in the grand scheme of things, we can't even put a real monetary value on. How would we treat something like that? How do we treat those things that are valuable to us? And, and you may have had a, something of great value before. Maybe a piece of jewelry, an antique of some kind. Maybe, maybe it's a car, our cell phones. How do we treat those things? You know, we keep pieces of jewelry in a nice little box, you know, for your wedding ring or something. And we have antiques restored and cleaned up, and sometimes we make them worth more than they even were originally. 
And we try to keep our cars clean, some of us. But, but we protect them. We, we protect them by keeping good tires on them. We change the oil every 3,000 miles. And, and, and some people, when it comes to their cars, some people will park way out in a parking lot somewhere at the mall or Walmart or wherever it is. They'll park way out in the parking lot just so that their car won't get hit. And, and our phones. You could go on and on about these phones, but our phones... $60 phone cases or more. Definitely seen them more. Then you have a screen protector. Got to have that on there. And you know now, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I did catch this the other day. Saw a commercial for uh, virus protection, even for your little cell phone now. Normally you just have that for your computer or your laptop, but now you can have virus protection for your phones. Can't forget about the big one. How about insurance? You've got to have insurance for your phones in case you lose it or you break it. Even now with the new phones, they all come with little earbuds now, and it even comes with a nice little protective case to protect your earbuds. And and even sometimes, in, in terms of our phone, even sometimes we'll drop, with all that on it, we'll drop it once and the, and the screen cracks. Very frustrating, isn't it? But I'm not saying these things are wrong to do. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying that they're wrong to protect. But you see what I mean? We will go to great lengths to protect the things that are valuable to us. And, and really, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of these things, they really don't even matter at all. They're worthless in comparison to the kingdom of God. So, back to our question, how should we treat it? How should we treat the kingdom of God if we found it? If we treat these small things sometimes, sometimes we, we hold them on such a high standard and, and we treat them as if they're, they're royalty or something like that. And, but how should we treat the kingdom? The, the thing that is the most valuable. Number one, I believe it should be protected. A person should protect it. In Jude 3, it talks about contending for it. Contending for the faith. In terms of the message of the kingdom, I believe it should be kept pure and undefiled. No one should exceed what is written about it. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 6. Or add to or take away from it. Deuteronomy 4 2 and Revelation 22 verses 18 and 19. The message of the kingdom should be entrusted to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 2. Along with the protection of it, though, the kingdom of God should not be concealed. It should not be hidden. You know, in our world, if we find something of great value, like some kind of a 
a, a great gem or something like that, we'd, we'd want to conceal it. We'd want to hide it from others because we don't want it to be stolen. Well, in the kingdom of God, in, in that realm, it should not be hidden. And in Matthew 5, verses 14 and 16, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand. And it, it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. We're not to hide this kingdom of God's once we find it. It should be spoken about. It should be proclaimed. Matthew 28. Verses 19 and 20, we have the Great Commission. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That, that whole making disciples of all the nations, that's not an act of keeping something hidden. It, it's, it's getting the message about this valuable kingdom out. So others can learn about it. The person should protect what is valuable to them. And when it comes to the kingdom of God, it should be protected and it should be proclaimed. God's kingdom is valuable. What do we think the value of the kingdom was for Jesus? Do we think it meant a lot to him? You know, probably, probably the best example that we have of somebody denying self is when Jesus did what he did and went to the cross. Or, or, or the example of someone doing God's kingdom and not their own, it's definitely Jesus, hands down. In Luke 22, 41 and 42, says he, he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and he knelt down and began to pray saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus didn't want to do it. He was, he was praying fervently in the garden and his sweat was like drops of blood. We just sing about it. But he knew he had to. And he denied himself and submitted to the Father's will. You know, Jesus left heaven and all the joys that we cannot even fathom about heaven. Jesus left that and came here and he established it. Also that we could be a part of it too. He was crucified for it. He was hung on a cross. God's kingdom was valuable to Jesus. Still is. So do you see God's kingdom of being of value to you? It was valuable to Jesus. Is it valuable to you? Could you adhere to the, to the demands that this kingdom has? Do you, does it mean enough to you to count the cost? Now, which kingdom do you want to be a part of most? Is it your own kingdom and doing things your way? But, but we already established that in John 14, 6, the only way to get to the Father is through Jesus. He says, I am the way. 
And, and where's the Father? In heaven. So in other words, the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus, where the Father is. His way is the only way that we're going to get off this earth alive. I hope we understand that. Is your kingdom more valuable to you than God's? And and that's what we have to evaluate. It's a choice. And God allows us to choose. And at the end of the day, it's going to be one of two choices that either gets you into heaven or keeps you out of it. And that, that's, a, that's a hard pill to swallow for some. It really is, but that's, that's the truth of the matter. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, Jesus says, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. There are many who enter through it, but the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. There are so many people in this world that are on that broad way that are doing kingdom their way. The way of God is narrow, and few will do what they need to to be a part of his kingdom, few will do what they need to go to heaven. God's kingdom is valuable. So how do we start how do we start to do this? What's the application here? How do we start letting God's kingdom rule in our hearts? Well, I think you go back to Matthew eleven twenty nine when Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you and What's he say? Learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. We, we don't take the, the yoke of the world upon us. If we want rest. We, we don't take the way the world does things if we want rest. Or if we want God's rule in our hearts. We learn from Him. We learn from the Master Teacher. If we want rest. We get out of our own way. We deny self. Take up our cross and we follow. God's kingdom is costly and a high price. But, but it's a much cheaper price to pay than, than the one you'll pay if you're not a part of God's kingdom in the end. You know, on the, on the day of judgment, the only thing that's going to matter is whether or not you're in God's kingdom or not. Whether or not you've been doing kingdom God's way or not. And if you're not in God's kingdom come that time, if you've been doing kingdom your way all your life, then the price you will pay is the price of being eternally separated from God. 2 Thessalonians 1 and verse 9. And I don't think anyone wants that. Yes, God's kingdom is of much value. But the question is, are you willing to buy it or not? Most of you here this morning, 
you've found the treasure. You have found the kingdom and the Lord added you to it when you wanted to be a part of it. And I know to a lot of you that is the most prized possession to you that have been added. It is to me. But for others that are here who may not have quite found this kingdom yet, the question that I hope you will be asking is, where is this kingdom? How do I get into this kingdom? How do I be a part of it? How do I let or, or take the steps to let God's kingdom rule in, in my heart? And how can I be added to it as well? Acts 2, verse 47. If this is you, if that is what you're asking or, or wondering about, and if you think that you would be willing to, to count the cost to be a part of it, or, or if you're tired of just this, this vicious cycle of sin that, that, that might be plaguing your life, well, maybe it's time to try God's way for a change. And just try it and see where it goes. The burden's light. I mean, it, really, have you ever known something that's, that's so, so valuable, but yet everyone could afford it? Really, I haven't. Besides this. It's valuable. It's for everyone. If you would like to make that known... When we stand up and we, we sing this song, you can come right down here. We'll talk about it. Get with us after this. We'll talk about it. You're invited to the kingdom this morning. Let's please stand and let's sing.